This is an extra episode of the A2 Schools podcast of a recent presentation to the Ann Arbor Public Schools Board of Education. Let's move on to graduation. Thank you, Madam President and trustees. Uh, These folks look great on the big screen, but we're going to move them to the side for a moment uh, because I asked Mr. Cluley uh, to help us share uh, just two or three minutes of voices from graduates. What we know is that every one of these numbers that we're about to review really represents a unique story of a student. Trustee Dupree and I were talking just a couple of days ago about a particular student that we heard speak uh, during graduation. So um, I appreciate Mr. Cluley, uh, Mr. Daniel putting this together, and it'll take just a, two or three minutes, and then we'll jump into our graduation uh, annual report. As I look into a sea of purple of over 500 students, I see my classmates who have overcome our country's worst health pandemic. We showed the ability to completely assimilate to a virtual world, then transition from virtual back to in-person. If we have learned nothing else over these years, it is to cherish and appreciate the experiences we were able to have. I I think I agree a lot with this kind of renewal of vigor at the very beginning that I wanted to weather the storm. But I think for me, like very quickly, just a couple months in without a lot of the social interaction, it just became uh, extremely like boring and tedious for me. And eventually it just seemed very, very much not worth it, even though I did have perhaps more time to develop academics. I was the drum major of the Skyline Marching Band, and we usually have a junior and a senior, and you spend your junior year kind of learning from the person who's done it before. And my junior year, I didn't have that. So my senior year, I kind of had to figure it out on my own. And I think there were a lot of us who had a similar experience of we were in a leadership position without having had the year before to prepare for it. And on the one hand, that was really, really difficult. But on the other hand, I feel like I saw it as like an opportunity to- I've always wanted to have good grades. I've always felt like a schoolgirl. I'm not afraid to work hard. So when I started to make up my credits, it gave me hope. I knew I was going to graduate. Pathways is amazing. It gave me a second chance to get to the finish line. I still have absolutely no idea what I want to do for the rest of my life. But but thanks to community, I have confidence that whatever I decide to do, I'll be ready for it. There were times when I thought I will just never be able to graduate from high school. But when I had my son, I thought to myself, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep making smaller amounts of money and getting fired because I was getting distracted. I got proactive and started researching options and I found adult pathways. When I saw they had a graduation, I'm sorry, when I saw they had a graduation ceremony like the one we are at right now, I was ready to talk to whoever was in charge of the program. I never had a prom, I've never had a homecoming or a fun event that I went to in high school. When I was failing in school and my friends were graduating, I would see them on, uh, I would see them post on social media about their graduation ceremonies. And I would think, I would just hope that I could have something like that in my future. The people at Pathways recommended me to go to Washington Community College while I was finishing high school. So as I graduate, I'm already taking college classes. Very nice. <laughs> Very good. So just a reminder that behind every one of these numbers is a story and a student and a family. Uh, We have uh, prepared for you the annual graduation report, trustees, 
um, as many of you who uh, attended our graduations or watched them after the fact understand, uh, this graduating class was impacted for the majority of their junior year. And so we're really proud of their work uh, to achieve graduation. Trustees, we do see in this data disparities that we've long been working on, disparities uh, among African-American students, Hispanic students, uh, students uh, who are English language learners, economically disadvantaged students, and students who are served on an IEP. We do see uh, progress in our five- and six-year graduation rate. The work that we've done to have our students be supported, uh, even uh, in the Ann Arbor Public Schools, we just want them to finish. And we have many programs and outreach and support so that our students feel welcomed and supported to finish in their fifth year or sixth year, and you're going to see that demonstrated here. We are going to share some more detailed data on our students uh, who are English language learners because that group, um, the nature of that group has changed dramatically over previous years, and it's important to understand that so we can understand how best to target uh, our interventions and supports for that group. So with this, um, um, Dr. Berger, Ms. Parks, and Ms. Linden will walk us through our annual graduation report for 2021. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Swift. Uh, We'll begin, uh, Andrew, if you wouldn't mind, by sharing our graduation report. And Dr. Berger is going to walk us through several of our graphs and slides, but today he'll be sharing with us the AAPS progress over time, our four-year, five-year, and six-year graduation rates, as Dr. Swift mentioned just now. As we do every year, comparing our data to statewide measures, county measures, similar districts, who, who, who have as similar demographics and size as possible, and also our high-performing Michigan districts, uh, which we do each and every year, and finally sharing those dropout rates over time. So I'll hand this over to Dr. Berger to take us on this journey. Thank you very much. Uh, so good evening, trustees. Good evening, community. Um, we've got a lot of uh, sort of data slides to go through here, and uh, I'll try to get us through them with, uh, with minimal uh, problems and uh, try to get the takeaways as we go through. So the, this first, the first slide that you're looking at here, um, what you're looking at is our four-year graduation rate. This is sort of the, the main result. Uh, the purple dashed line that you see there is the line of best fit over time. So everything we're looking at here is over 10 years, if we're looking at just the AAPS. So over the last 10 years, you can see that um, happily, our graduation rate has gone up. You can see that purple line with a positive slope. And also uh, another piece of good news this year is that we re retained uh, our over 90% that we achieved last year that we'd been working on for a number of years uh, for our four-year graduation rate. So, so that's, the, that's the first news and the good news that we have about the four-year rate. Uh, if we go to the next slide. So the second slide that you're looking at now uh, is comparing Ann Arbor Public Schools to the entire state of Michigan results. Um, what you'll notice as you look at this, the Ann Arbor is the blue bar and Michigan is the green bar. 
And you will note that in almost every student group that we have broken out here, Ann Arbor uh, is exceeding the statewide rate of graduation for four-year graduation rates. The only exception to that is our English learners, which as has been previewed for you, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But that's the only area of sort of concern that we see from this slide. But in all other student groups that we're looking at here, we are exceeding the state um, rate, which is also a piece of good news. So if we go on to the next slide. So there's a lot on this slide, but know that the next three slides break this down into more manageable pieces. This is just sort of an overall look, but let me tell you what, what we're looking at here. Uh, if you look at this slide on the left panel, you can see the graduation rate. This is again, our four-year graduation rate for Ann Arbor Public Schools in blue at the top. And then we have several different types of other districts. We have the other districts in our county. We have a group of districts that are similar to us. Um, and that was something that was done some years ago and to see which districts were comparable around socioeconomic, race, ethnicity, special populations, a lot of different things we're taking into account there. And then finally, um, at the bottom of this left panel, you'll see the high-performing districts in the state. Uh, on the right-hand panel, this is the number of students. So we're not just comparing the rates of graduation, we're also looking at the sizes of these districts to see um, you know, what's comparable and what isn't. If you go to the next slide, Mr. Cluley. So this is the same thing you just saw um, with the exception of just being that top group of county districts. Uh, so you can see where Ann Arbor is amongst our county districts. Uh, obviously we are a much larger district than any of these other ones on here, as you can see from the panel on the left. Um, but you know, our, our rates are kind of right in the middle compared to the rest of the county. Um, interestingly, what we find if you look deeper into the demographics of all these different districts is that um, the districts that are have higher graduation rates than us have lower proportions of our five identified groups. Um, it's sort of a, uh, I, I guess, I, it, for lack of a better way to say it, it's sort of an indictment on the U.S. education system that that's so determinative. Um, but that's the case here. That's what I found when I dug into this data. Uh, if you will go on to the next slide, please. So this is us compared to what we have identified as comparable districts in the state. And you can see we're pretty much right where our comparable districts are. And if you go on to the next slide, this is us compared to high performing districts. And as I said before, um, if you look at the high performing districts here, um, obviously they have high graduation rates. That's what defines them as high performing. But it is in, in all these cases, all of these uh, five high-performing districts have lower proportions of the student groups of, uh, that we're focusing on than, than we do. So um, it's just, just uh, they're not really demographically similar in some interesting ways. So if we can go on to the next slide. Um, so this is a similar look to what you saw, except that instead of comparing to um, district-wide, we're looking at our five uh, groups of students of focus and comparing Ann Arbor rates to, uh, in blue again, to other districts that have similar demographics. Um, again, this slide has a lot on it. The next three slides give a little bit closer look of each of these, actually the next five slides, give a closer look to each of these. So if you'll go to the next slide. Um, so here is a comparison of uh, African-American student graduation rates for Ann Arbor and these similar districts. And at the bottom for comparison, you have the rate of all students for those districts. So you can see where there are gaps. Um, 
again, much like the NWEA, we can see in all five of these student groups, um, there's a gap between what you see for all students and what you see for the student group in question. So I'll just leave this up for a second and let everybody look at it. And then if we go on to the next slide, uh, this is the sim a similar look, but for looking at Hispanic students. And again, I'll just kind of let you look at these. Uh, the next one is for students who are identified with having an IEP. Yeah, continue. Um, so this is our economically disadvantaged students. Again, looking at Ann Arbor versus uh, similarly um, made up districts. And then the last slide in this set shows our English learners. Um, and, and you'll note that the English learners are a little lower here. This is something that we'll come back to again later. Um, there's, there's quite a gap between our overall and our English learners here. If there are no uh, questions about this set of slides, um, let's move on to the next part. So again, this, there's a lot on this, but this is gonna be broken down over the next several slides. Um, basically what you're looking at here though is Ann Arbor students in the different student groups over time, over the last 10 years, the dark blue bar is our four-year graduation rate. The purple bar that's coming out of the top of it is what's added in our six-year graduation rate. And of course we don't have six-year graduation rates for the last two years yet, 2022 and 2021. Uh, and then the purple line, again, is a four-year trend line. And the next several slides, we'll look at these more closely. So if you can go to the next slide, uh, Mr. Cluley. So I'm just going to take a second and explain what's actually on this slide, because there's a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, the blue, this is a partially what we saw on the first slide of the night. So the blue bars are the same we saw, our four-year graduation rates. And the purple dashed line is the same thing we saw there. So that's our, our increasing graduation rate over time. Uh, the green bars that you see coming out above the blue bars are the five-year graduation rate and the purple is the six-year graduation rate. Um, so that kind of gives you a sense, not only of what we get at the four-year point, who we get across the finish line to graduation, but also who we manage to um, continue to get over the finish line over the next year or two years. Um, so this is all students. If you go to the next slide, this is gonna be the same thing, but for African-American students. Now, there's a good news, bad news here. The bad news is obviously these bars are lower. Our graduation rates are not as good for our African-American students, but you will also note that the trend line over time is going up and it is going up at a faster rate than all students. So on a long enough timeline, if this trend continues to go as it's going, um, we should catch everybody up with everybody else. And um, that's sort of the goal to, to ameliorate this difference. Uh, if you go on to the next slide then, here is a look at our Asian students. Um, the graduation rates across the board are fairly high here. And again, you can see that the line, the trend line is going up slightly over time. So we're increasing our graduation rates for this group of students as well. Um, I will just point out that there's also an N at the bottom of each bar. That's the number of students in the cohort that we're looking at. Uh, if you go into the next slide, we're looking at Hispanic students. Um, again, you know, the bad news is that this, these are lower. The good news is that our rate is increasing and it's increasing at a little bit higher rate than overall. 
Uh, if you go to the next slide, we're looking at students of two or more races. Again, we have a trend line that's improving. Um, and that's the case in, in almost every student group with two exceptions that we'll be getting to in a little bit here. If we go to the next slide, uh, our white students, um, again, increasing graduation rate over time. Thank you. Um, so special education students are shown here. Um, special education students uh, are, are a little bit specialized in that often you can see that five-year and six-year rate increases a lot, the number of people who we have graduating. Um, a lot of the programs end up allowing people to stay a little bit longer uh, to finish. Uh, that said, our four-year rate, you'll notice the trend line is going ever, ever so slightly downward. So that's, I think, something that I kind of want to put a pin in to keep, keep an eye on. And if you go to the next slide. Um, our economically disadvantaged students, um, you know, our graduation rate over time is improving. It is increasing and it's increasing at a faster rate than the overall, um, than the all students group. So again, that's, that's a, a good sign for catching up. If we continue to the next slide. So our English learner students are here. Um, so again, these bounce around a fair bit. And part of the reason for that is because we have smaller ends. So you end up with a little bit um, uh, more turbulent data, but this is our, our most negative slope line over time. So I think this is the area of most concern, um, figuring out how, how to help these students graduate. And I think that uh, our next slide then, Ms. Lennon is gonna speak a little bit more to what we've seen in the change in our English learner students and how the population has changed over time. Well, this is where I get to hop in and share a little bit of the context about our English learners in the Ann Arbor Public Schools. And uh, as Dr. Berger has been sharing trends, there's another trend that, that we're noting and experiencing with our English learners, and that is twofold. One is an increase in the number of English learners coming into our district who, who enrich us and we are thrilled to receive. And the other is the level of need of those incoming students. And so some data points on this slide, and certainly there are many ways to, to share, but we've highlighted a few here. Uh, context uh, in 2017, for example, we served 1,472 English learners in our schools. And now several years later, we are serving 1,747. That's an increase of 275 students learning English in our schools. That's a 19% increase in a short period of time. Of those 1,747 students, 660 of them are considered newcomers. These are students new to the United States uh, here in their, their first, second, or third years. And so that level of need follows. Uh, we are also seeing a growing number of students entering our doors under a category of SLIFE, which, which stands for Students with Limited or Interrupted Formal Education. And these are students who have missed at least two years of age-appropriate schooling for many reasons, uh, coming to us through war-torn countries, uh, places where they, they are um, needing to leave that country for many reasons. And so uh, many of these students are refugees and we are a beacon of, of support and welcoming in our state. So I just want to, at this moment, recognize uh, Cheryl Call and Huda Harajli. Huda is our uh, coordinator for English learner programs and Cheryl Call previously held that position and the two of them continue to work together 
uh, under Huda's leadership, we are seeing some important shifts and, and trends and changes, but we are also being called in by members of, of the Michigan Department of Ed often to help other districts with their programs and the work that, that we are doing here. So while the graduation data uh, doesn't show that work, um, we did want to share some context about it and to show you and the community how hard uh, we are working with urgency to support our students. Uh, finally, that last bullet point shares just some national data uh, for context that the dropout rate, unfortunately, for English learners in the U.S. is 25%. So uh, we understand those data and what the future holds for students who, who don't receive the kinds of services and supports they deserve when they come into our schools. And, and we want you to know it's a big part of our equity work and we'll continue to work hard. Uh, the, the final two slides are looking at our dropout rates over time. And um, generally here, we want the line to be going down over time, not up like the other ones. So this is a good thing that over our four-year uh, rate, you can see this purple line is our four-year trend line is going down. Um, 2021, we were got to under 2% of dropout rate, which is you know, a good place to be, but there's more room to go there. And if you go to the next slide, this gives a very similar to lo look to what we were looking at previously, where we're adding on the, the five and six year rates. Um, so you know, what, what will sometimes happen is that a student you know, will, will not be labeled as a dropout, they're continuing on maybe, or we don't know for sure what they're doing. And then they don't, if they don't graduate at that six year point, they officially become a dropout. So that will take those rates up a little bit. Um, for five and six year. Uh, so, you. yeah, that's the final slide. If, if there are any other questions, I'd be happy to take them at this point. Thank you, Dr. Berger. I just want to point out that um, getting under two percent was a was a big, big progress step. Now, the trustees and I and all of us want to get to zero percent. That is our goal. And yet we are seeing, and I just give a shout out, uh, Mr. DeAngelis is joining us, a shout out to all of our, all of our AAPS teams and especially our high school teams who have uh, ratcheted up that level of support, monitoring students from the very first semester of their ninth grade year. So they find out when students are getting off track and they begin to support them to make up credits as they go so that they don't end up in the junior and senior year so far behind. So I just want to point out that this downward trend line is directly related to a number of supports trustees that you all have supported and that our team regularly carries out. So thank you very much. We appreciate the report. All right. Thank Anything you all. Else? Have a good evening. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to this extra episode of the A2 Schools podcast featuring a recent presentation to the Ann Arbor Public Schools Board of Education. Please subscribe to our podcast to hear Superintendent Swift talk about important AAPS issues and more. You can find out more about AAPS at a2schools.org.